0: Welcome to the Bike Portland Podcast, I'm your host, Jonathan Moss. It's International Women's Day, as I record this, and what better subject to explore than the impact that the e-bike revolution is having on women. To me, this feels a bit like a deja vu, because at the turn of the 20th century, as the price and safety of these magical human-powered bicycle machines improved, and this uh, bicycling craze swept across Europe and America, it had a profound effect on women. Bicycles leveled the mobility playing field between men and women and in so doing ushered in a new era of independence for women that had vast influence on everything from fashion and popular culture to politics. In her famous quote, Susan B. Anthony, the, uh, the women's rights pioneer, said in 1896, quote, Let me tell you what I think of bicycling. It has done more to emancipate women than anything else in the world. Now fast forward 120 years or so and another great leap in bicycle technology is once again changing everything. The popularity of e-bikes is one of the most exciting developments in the cycling world and as you'll learn in this episode, it's particularly exciting for women. Bike advocates have spent decades trying to increase the amount of women who would give daily bicycling a try and it turns out All many of them needed was just a small electric motor powered by a rechargeable battery that's about the size of two water bottles. In this episode, I'll share interviews with five women whose lives have been changed by e-bikes. You'll hear how their bikes have not only helped them leap confidently over what used to be common barriers to bicycling, but also how the bikes have balanced out the power dynamic on our streets and have opened up new cycling possibilities far beyond the commute to work. Now, Going into this episode, I felt like what I was seeing with e-bikes and women was nothing short of a revolution or at least a movement. Now I'm more convinced about that than ever. We'll start uh, with an interview I started on a bike ride actually with Southeast Portlander Leslie Carlson. She's a 56-year-old communications and branding consultant and married mom of three college age kids. Now, Leslie's only had her e-bike for about a month. Okay, so we'll flip a U-turn here and go back down that street.
1: I was mostly inspired to choose a cargo bike because I felt like I was driving short distances for errands like groceries and that I had the wrong tool for the job.
0: Okay, speaking of tool, we're on some gravel here. What is this, a Turn?
1: Turn GSD. GSD
0: has nice amply wide tires. Yep,
1: shocks. You could totally tour on this thing
0: tour okay so seeing some uh, possibilities yeah beyond I mean, getting around town on this thing yeah
1: with another battery if i got another battery we could go to the coast i mean there's lots of things we could do
0: yeah have you have you uh penciled that out would it would it make it to the coast yeah. on two batteries yeah that's it's pretty cool
1: 120 plus miles with two batteries
0: what about like being on a street like this like we're like on a shared sh- small residential street has it you know, changed how it feels to ride on streets like this?
1: Yeah, I think the thing I noticed the most is I actually feel safer. Um, and I think that's because I have a little bit of power when a car does something that they shouldn't do or is being aggressive, I can maneuver out of the way a little faster. So I actually feel fi- uh, safer on this bike than I do on my acoustic bike. Are we going right or left? Left, sorry. But I just am amazed how fast I can do my errands on this thing. It, it actually, it's faster than a car.
0: We, we just biked over from Peninsula Park. Well, first, like, what kind of rider were you before you got your e-bike? Like, what's your sort of biking story prior to becoming motorized?
1: I will say um, that as I've gotten older, um, I think I have defaulted to the car more. And the e-bike, now that I'm an owner of an e-bike has allowed me to become a again that person who's doing errands by bike again.
0: Oh, so the age thing really was like you actually felt yourself not biking as much yeah. maybe around town in that space, and then the e-bike is getting you back on the bike in yeah. that, in that, that regard. regard.
1: I think it is, I hate to admit that, because no one wants to admit they're aging, but yeah, I do.
0: Now, <laughs> did you wait a long time before you got your e-bike? Is it something you dreamed about for a long time, or was it an impulse thing?
1: No, it was not an impulse thing, um, because it's an investment, right? And, yeah. and I'm actually uh, undertaking this as a way to see if I can get rid of my car. So can I replace those car trips, and then when I need a car, you know, uh, for longer distances, rent or do something else? But I got on an e-bike in 2018 in Austin, Texas. They had a shared e-bike system there. And I had never been on one. And I thought, oh, I'll try this out. I was actually very skeptical of e-bikes. And so I jumped on. And I swear that the first pedal stroke, it was like my whole mind turned over about what a bike could do with a little extra power. And I now am of the opinion, because of that experience, that we really need to get people on these bikes in order to help um, make them understand what they can do. And so that was four years ago. Um, I started researching e-bikes. I used last summer almost exclusively the BikeTown e-bikes to get around to see if I could reduce car use, and then realized I really wanted um, a cargo bike to haul groceries, to haul stuff, haul up my husband around on date night, whatever. And so I ended up with the cargo bike that I have now.
0: So Bike Town uh, yeah. also helped you kind of see some yeah. of the light or kept that little fire going that you started in Austin?
1: Yeah, I was just trying to replace trips like, OK, that's a trip I would have taken with my car. Can I can I use the e-bike? And every one that I ticked off, I realized it was more and more. I need. I just needed to buy one.
0: Cool. Uh, and so it was uh it was sort of a a combining of factors that finally pushed you the pushed you over the edge and it was building over time yeah okay yeah and then what uh, real quick what was your what was the shopping process like how did you go about figuring out which one was right for you where to get it
1: i knew i wanted to haul stuff so i started out wanting sort of a Buck feet style bike so that I could haul groceries. I I I'm really focused on groceries because I have three teenagers. I buy three or four bags every time I go. They eat a lot, um, so I was I was using that as my proxy for what I needed to haul. Um, but then I started realizing as my kids get older and leave to go to college and I'm going to be downsizing, maybe I don't want a bike that that's is that big. So I ended up with a long tail that I can still. Um, haul those four grocery bags in. So I I essentially was trying the different kinds of bikes at different bike shops and eventually um, settled on this one.
0: Tell me about your bike. Kind of take me through how how do you describe it to someone uh, to give them a picture of what this thing is?
1: That's a good question. I don't know if I've described it to anyone in a very uh, interesting way, but it is a long tail, but it's not all that long.
0: So the rear of the bike. Is <clears throat> the like rear extended. of the bike goes
1: yeah, it's suspended out beyond okay. the seat a little bit. And that's where you carry your load. And and so you carry your load on the back of the bike, whether it's a passenger or whether it's your groceries or whatever you're carrying. And so it looks like a regular bike just extended. But um the thing I love about it is it's got these great big uh bat panniers, I don't know what you'd call them. they they kind of they they cinch up tight next to the bike, but you can open them out and I can get a ton of stuff in there. Eighty pounds of groceries, my first trip.
0: Was that your first trip getting groceries yeah. or go back to that? Okay. So go back to that first ride. What were the sort of emotions like? Do, do you recall anything?
1: I was really worried about whether I would be able to balance the bike, what it would feel like with a big load in the back, how much power I'd need, whether I could just sort of handle. It's, it's big. It feels big compared to my uh, what I call my acoustic bike. Um, and I got. Everything loaded up and I kind of wheeled it out very carefully and I thought, okay, if I really can't do this, I'm gonna stay on the sidewalk back to my home. It's about a mile from the grocery store. But once I hit that e assist and I started pedaling, I realized the thing could handle a ton of weight back there. It really does handle amazing.
0: Yeah, and you talked about it kind of being like you just said it's kinda of like a motorcycle. Yeah. And and yeah, I think you are on our on our ride over you're mentioning how it kinda that maybe uh makes it feel a little bit safer to you yeah um is it because like the bike has a motor and it's like more stout does that equate to kind of like a more powerful stance which then i mean it's similar to like people buying big suvs because they feel safer kind of thing is there that going on you think
1: i don't know if it's the size because you know it has small wheels so it's not all that tall i think the safety factor for me is around the ability to maneuver in traffic when i'm in trouble or if i'm feel threatened in some or, way or if you're
0: loaded I i'm, guess, if I'm right. loaded
1: yeah so like i've already seen the, my ability to say if i'm crossing a couple lanes of traffic to make a turn um, on a, on my old bike you know you, you have to get up to speed but on this bike if i look to my left and i see traffic coming but i but i don't necessarily know that they're speeding as fast as they are or they're going to get too close it's going to be too dangerous i can just hit that e assist and i am right across the road i don't have to worry about them as much
0: yeah okay i hear you on that um and because that is often sometimes that's kind of the sketchiest time i know that when i'm when i'm carrying people or carrying a big load the sketchiest thing is pulling out of an, of yeah. an intersection from a stop yep because you can do that little tilt thing yep and then that kind of changes your trajectory yes. and then sometimes drivers will freak out if they see you do that yes. so yeah. yeah i hear you so it, uh, speaking of hitting the throttle or not the throttle your bike doesn't have a throttle but you know, you hit the pedals and it goes like, uh, what's been your, uh, do you, do you just put along on the lowest setting no, to, to sip not. the ga- to sip the battery or something no, or, I do not.
1: uh, this is going to make me feel guilty, but it has four power settings. I think it's eco something sport and turbo. I'm mostly been in the uh, sport mode. I think it's tour sport and turbo. I've mostly been in the sport mode just because I really like the feeling of the assist right now. I'm still riding another bike for exercise. So um, even though I do get exercise on this bike, I feel like I deserve to to go a little faster.
0: It feels to me like in some ways women are more excited about, at least publicly, which I think might be part of the funny thing about this is like, I think a lot of guys are really excited about e-bikes, but they're maybe a little more shy about expressing it online for various reasons, but we can talk about, but do you think there's something there about how women experience like the additional power of these bikes, um you know, do you think there's something there in terms of like in a on a deeper level like what it what it means to you to ride this?
1: You know it's possible. I tell you where my mind goes when I think about women and e-bikes, and that is years and years ago, somebody did a study about high mileage moms about how much moms had to drive their kids around, how much they had to run errands pick things up and you know not every woman is a mom but I do think that there are a lot of women out there who have a lot of short errand trips to make and all of a sudden we can make those trips by bikes in a way that is so much less time consuming and so much easier and so for me the freedom is in wow I get to get out and ride my bike and I'm accomplishing this in the same time or as little time l- less time than I did before I do also think there's probably a little bit of a macho attitude that you know it's it might be I've heard it from people it's cheating I was going to ask, did you have
0: any interactions on the road yet that that are different or that come to mind while riding your bike?
1: Um, Not on the road, but just hearing people go, why would you need an e-assist? Then you're not getting the health benefits or isn't that cheating? You're not putting the work in, which is, you know, ironic since most people get around by car and isn't that cheating too? So,
0: yeah. (laughs) No, so, so you haven't like uh, gunned it past anybody yet with a little smile, rice smile, not maybe yet. some macho guy in the bike lane. <laughs> not yet. Oh, yet? Oh, okay. oh, have I done that? Yeah. Yes, yes. I know my that.
1: own rye smile. Yes, I have done that. Yes.
0: Like maybe up Williams, yes, uh, the yes. little yes. slight grade. Yes, it's they, hard not to, isn't it? They
1: always look a little shocked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, to kind of on, on that note of like, you know, power in women and and, you know how it changes sort of the gender roles i mean i know you know the history of bicycling in america and how it was so instrumental and sort of like the women's right to vote movement and and other things just having helping women gain independence um do you you think there's anything about the e-bike that kind of like may help re you know you know rebirth that sort of like feeling around biking or am i am i searching here for something that's not there
1: i think it's yet to be seen i mean i do think you're right there are a lot of women who are in my network, and at least that I've seen that are embracing the e-bike, um, and I've seen women who are now able to ride with their husbands who were faster than them, and now they have an e-assist motor on a sort of recreational level. I've run into multiple women who've said, hey, it's great. I can keep up with them now, and um, I'm enjoying it again. Um, I do think that maybe we feel less embarrassed about the electric assist, and maybe, maybe more women will get on. My hope is that we'll be able to replace those car trips and replace cars finally. Um, you know, I think we we haven't been able to do that with acoustic bikes, and maybe e-bikes will get us there. I'm super excited about them. I feel like the it is a new chapter in bicycling, and I am going to tell as many people as I can that they're great. You know, I, I also, we talked about this, I'm getting older. Um, I think for people with disabilities, for people who are older, for others who may not be able to ride a regular bike... Um, I think they're going to be amazing.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Next up is Emily Barrett, who I met and talked with in a park in North Portland. Uh, Emily and her spouse have two young kids ages five and one. Uh, They've lived in North and Northeast Portland for about 18 years, and she works in the tech industry.
2: Before I got my e-bike, I was a hesitant Portland biker. I had maybe more desire than confidence, Um, and when I got a job downtown, I'd always worked on the east side and lived on the east side, and I got my first job downtown and they didn't pay for parking, intentionally. It Mm -hmm. was a thing of like, we want to encourage people to bike and take transit, we provide a transit pass full, and we have some bike facilities, and I thought, well this is the time to learn how to do it and change my habits, and so I didn't have any kids, I was like right around 30, and bought like a Dutch style, upright, you know, comfy commuter bike. I was not gonna be a racer. Um, And I biked, you know, a fair amount. Transit pass is awfully nice. Mm -hmm. If it's too hot, if it's too wet, if it's too cold, if it's too, um, and I'd even hybrid a little bit. I'd like maybe if the bus was right on time, load the the bike on and skip the hard parts. And um, so, you know, a little bit, but not, not, I, I was a little scared of the infrastructure
0: And then when did the idea of like an e-bike enter into your brain and how long was that from like the time that entered your brain into like actually getting getting one?
2: Um, I, so I had my first kid and I was 34 and I was still working downtown and all of a sudden like timing became just dominating everything, right? When does daycare open? When do my meetings start? When does daycare close? And the bus as my primary mode of transportation for commuting um, you know it's just unreliable enough and you can't miss for for anyone who's not familiar with daycare you can't be late and most daycares have a similar policy of you can be late three times the third time they kick you out daycares have years long waiting lists you can't just can't just give up your daycare spot and um, and uh, uh, and it's and they charge you they charge you like five bucks a minute I think and then you only get three times So the stakes are high, it's a (laughs) lot of pressure. Um, So I thought about getting an e-bike probably for about six months. Like right, he was a baby and then we started to, when he was like, I think it got the okay at nine months old to ride on the bike and had a little seat. Um, And my husband actually was the one who tipped me over. I was like looking online. I went up to the e-bike store and I test rode a bike. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I just need to be more hardcore. I just need to like do like the guys do. And my husband was like.
0: Do like the guys do. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get into that in a second.
2: <laughs> and my husband, my, son, my child was a boy. My husband was like, well, he's not gonna get any lighter. And then I was like, yeah, this. I'm just doing this. So you did, that push
0: you, you over the edge?
2: Pushed me over the edge. Okay. Yep. And uh, so, yeah. Then, you know, was shopping it was super fun, got it. And it was like within a week. I was biking five days a week, dialing in that timing thing mm-hmm. for our family needs and my needs. My right. job is very intense. So with daycare, it was like, you know, I'm watching my watch as I'm sort of saying the goodbyes at the end of the day. And I know that I'm going to pull into daycare three minutes before they close mm-hmm. and there's not going to be. So that was awesome.
0: OK, so when you first got on it and you hit that throttle and you, you took wherever you went, like, what was that? Do you remember what those emotions were like? What, how did that feel?
2: Yeah, I mean, right away, I was like, just right. Pure fun, pure kid. I immediately, within days, I was telling people at work. I was like, imagine everywhere you go, if you were on a bike and it was downhill, and they would just kind of look at me like blink blink, and I'm like, that's what it feels like, it feels like being a kid. Um, But then I went through this phase of like, it's cheating. So like the initial was just exhilaration, childlike glee, telling everyone about it. And then it kind of felt like cheating, especially on that commute to get to daycare, those like tight timings. It was like, I can't really do a hard workout today. Like I have exactly 23 minutes I've got to go, not at top speed. I'm really glad that I spent a couple years biking in Portland on a quote unquote real bike Um, because it sort of taught me to ride more respectfully and not just like full throttle it out. Um, But it did, but it has felt like cheating. And that's been a journey to get over.
0: Did having the e-bike change kind of where you rode or what you did with your bike at all? A
2: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that was like, Part of the that decision, I mean, my husband pushed me over the edge with that comment, but part of the decision-making process was I, worked, I work in high tech and software, but I am not uh, a technical employee, I'm not an engineer. Um, and so it's pretty gendered industry where technical folks tend to be male and administrative folks, which is what I do, tend to be female. And um, they, I remember having a conversation about there's the just startup life and how hard it is to leave work and you gotta leave work on time and you have these other responsibilities. And an older man was like, yeah, it's really hard for me to get home in time to have dinner with my family, like dinner's on the table at 6.15. And I just like had this moment of, I was like, well, who gets the dinner on the table if you're home at 6.15? And who stops and gets the loaf of bread that somebody, we forgot. And, and so with the e-bike all of a sudden those like sort of painful errands with timing it on TriMet or paying for parking and just those logistics, they just got so clean. And so I started to use it as, as the main transportation.
0: Is, do you think there's something about riding the e-bike and, you know, how you feel like as a woman moving around the city? Um, I guess yeah, just starting with that, like, is there, is there something about having that extra power that you can rely on? Yes. You know, is that a thing you think <laughs> about? It is. it
2: is. It is. I think about um, the e-bike was this journey of learning how to let go of being nice as a woman. And that's such a huge cultural message to girls. I've been told to be nice my whole life. So one, you're on the e-bike, you got all this power, you can go faster. Like that's not very nice. It's not very nice to pass a guy who's, you know, in clearly an outfit that's really curated for speed or a certain kind of bike. Um, When I was commuting, I'm working from home now, but when I was commuting downtown for so many years, I would like see a guy with a wallet, nothing else. And I'd just be like, my mind was blown. I'm like, how can you even, you don't even, but he didn't have to bring his laptop home because probably if the kid got sick and had to work from home that day, that's not going to happen. Someone else is going to deal with that or doesn't have kids or whatever. So going fast or as fast as I need and feel comfortable um, feels not nice.
0: It's, it's interesting to me that you use that phrasing of like nice in relation to those things because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're kind of, it sounds like you're saying that nice is like the expected place that a woman would take, like say in the drop-off yeah. line and you're doing things differently. Yeah. Like yeah. unabashedly so, and so like you're on the bike and you're kind of, it's also this Did very you? visual thing. <laughs> you're literally moving up past all the other yes. moms maybe in minivans, Yes. and in your mind, maybe that's not very nice. Right. Yet, why should it not feel nice? Because it's, it's totally fine, right? But you've right. sort of been conditioned to think that you're cutting, let's say, in line in that regard. Yes. Yes. And even in society, you're sort of cutting up to the front because you're like, yeah. I don't have to go slow anymore on my bike, I you're can actually. You're st-
2: sticking out a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't have to earn it with fitness right? And decoupling transportation and commuting from fitness, that's not nice, right? The nice thing to do, the good, what a good person does is like, just goes hard and learns how to bike. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't come to work all sweaty like this. Mm -hmm. That was like, that was Mm -hmm. one of the motivators too. Yeah.
0: Or or women that would have sort of been able to do that and earned it through their physical prowess. Yes. And that, that then society puts that in a whole different place exactly it's like oh well she's an athlete yeah that's (laughs) allowed that's okay you just jumped up all these levels of like
2: that is that is totally what it felt like and then i think the other piece that just sort of pops into my mind and part of me feels a little embarrassed about it but again in that journey of like rejecting what is nice when it came to commuting um you know it doesn't matter if i wear makeup to work or if I look a certain way, but when I started biking, well, and I, I have long hair, um, and it, it was biking was like another friction point. It was like dealing with the sweaty hair, like the makeup's all coming down. And so, in that kind of not being nice, in that cheating, in that jumping ahead, it's like well, the e-bike allows me to divorce those, the, those things. They no longer have to be dependent on each other, and there's a freedom in that. Whether I'm choosing to wear makeup or having my or have my hair look nice, I. way the way that my body operated on a bike i couldn't have those things if i was going to ride a regular bike to work i had to like reset once i got into the office and like towel down and do it and so that feels powerful that i can make a choice that isn't out of my control or or hinging on too many other things if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah you you're the one that gets to decide if what that thing is it's not the it's not the act of bicycling that Exactly. And I may
2: not wear makeup, but if I want to put it on before I go to something, the bike isn't then going to be this whole other issue I have to deal with.
0: No, I hear you. You don't want to be told.
2: I don't want to be told. (laughs) You sound like a teenager. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly.
0: I love it. Well, thanks for sharing. I really appreciate it. Yeah. The next person I talked with is Tina Ricks. Tina is in her 50s and works at her home in the Bethany area, which is just outside of Beaverton, uh, editing law books for a small publisher. She's been the owner of a Rad Power e-bike for about a year now. I started off by asking her sort of what pushed her over the edge of finally deciding to get an e-bike.
3: Um, I started trying to do my grocery shopping by bike. I was curious to see, you know, can I really do this? I bought a Burley trailer. Which you know, it's a little—it's um, the Burley Travoy trailer. Sort of, it looks a little bit like a hand truck. And I was riding that back and forth to the grocery store and hauling groceries. And I just thought, okay, this is really heavy, and I'd like to try an e-bike and see if this makes it better.
0: And then, which type of bike did you end up buying?
3: What we—what I ended up going with is um, the uh, the Rad Power bike. And it was funny because I felt really guilty because the really sweet, nice, wonderful people at the e-bike store said, don't buy a bike online. And, you know, it's going to be really hard to get it fixed and all that kind of thing. And, um, at the time I was making the decision, I was thinking, you know, I don't know if this is really going to be something that I'm going to use a whole bunch. And the Rad Power Bike was about half the price. And I thought, okay, so my husband and I can both get bikes for the same budget that, that I would look at for one bike at the e-bike store. So that was kind of the deciding factor.
0: Now, I know you've had your bike for a year or so now, but if you could try to think back to that first time you got on it. Now, how did that feel?
3: It honestly, I feel like a superhero on um, on an e-bike. I, I, it's the most amazing thing to, to turn it on and, you know, set the... Um, set the power level and just go flying down the street and there's hills near my house and I can just like pedal up the hills like it's no big deal. I feel like Wonder Woman. It's amazing.
0: So So does having an e-bike change like where or how you ride?
3: Yeah, it does change things a bit in that, um, you know, one aspect of it is, um, that I feel like because I can move faster and I can, you know, if I want to, it, it does it drains the battery really fast, but I can jack up the power and move really fast. Um, I feel safer in places that might be more secluded. Um, on my commute, you know, my, my path from my house to the, to the MAC station, basically I get a choice between big, super busy roads with lots of traffic or um, park paths that don't have any lighting. Um, and so I'm, I'm constantly making that choice as a woman between, do I ride in the dark in this place that, you know, people could jump out of the bushes at me or do I ride with all the traffic, you know, which, which poison do I pick? And, um, I usually pick the park path. I feel better there for whatever reason. It makes me feel a little bit safer being further away from the cars, but it's really nice on an e-bike to be able to know that I can step on the power and move if I really need to. Um, The other thing that I found is that I'm much more likely to join, and I actually led one for the first time, group rides with lots of people on an e-bike because I'm not worried all the time about being the one at the back of the pack who's slowing everybody down. Um, I I always worry that that's going to be me and I'm going to be the one that everybody's going, where the hell is she? Oh, she's way back there, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and I'm not that person on an e-bike.
0: 46-year-old Ingrid Fish works for the city of Portland's Bureau of Planning and Sustainability, where she focuses on climate change mitigation and, believe it or not, transportation decarbonization policy. She and her husband live in the Woodstock neighborhood of Southeast Portland, uh, and they have two kids, a 12-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. Now, Ingrid is the most veteran e-biker of the bunch today, and she's been riding her battery-powered bike for about 10 years. What changed for you by having an e-bike versus just a standard bike?
4: Oh my gosh, we use it more. Like we use it all the time and it's not just for school. It's like uh, soccer practices, grocery shopping, dropping off at drama club, guitar. Like we basically use it as a second, as our actually our primary vehicle.
0: Oh, is that right? So tell me, tell me a little bit more about that in terms of, you know, replacing car trips and kind of what that's meant to your family.
4: Yeah. I mean, we are one car family and we are a like weekend warrior family. So we do mountain biking, skiing. We've been up at the mountain almost every weekend this winter. Um, we backpack, so we use our vehicle, which is a four wheel drive Toyota Highlander, (laughs) um, for like getting out of the city. Like we don't use it in the city. We use it mm. to like pack it down with bikes and paddle boards and camping gear. And that's usually how we use it. Um, and, but then when we're in the city, we use the, our e-cargo bike to get to work and school and soccer and all of those things.
0: Y'all would definitely be using a car otherwise. I mean, that's a pretty amazing job that that bike actually does for your family, right? It is
4: a workhorse. Yeah. And I, can, I pick up, I carpool. So I pick up another kid, another fifth grader. There's two fifth graders that we go in with every morning. And then, yeah.
0: Like on a bike train or they don't just hop on your bike, do they?
4: No, he hops on my bike.
0: Oh my gosh. Ingrid, I know you're not you're not a weak person. You're definitely strong in terms of your, and you can ride a bike, but like that's, could you do that without the motor do you think no come on these are like fully grown these are fully grown kid boys
4: (laughs) yeah and we bring backpacks and luggage like we, we are always like loaded down yeah it's it's a game changer to have the motor for sure
0: That's amazing. I wonder if there's something, is there anything for you in terms of riding this bike is and how it relates to like being a woman on a bike? I mean, you, you've ridden a bike and you've ridden bikes that that weren't your e-bike when you're not in family mobile mode. Is it, how is it different having access to like power and being able to do these things on this bike? Like as a woman,
4: a woman and a woman of color. Yeah. I mean, there's like a culture, right? There's a bike culture, you know, the bike culture very well. And it, there's competitiveness, like going across the Hawthorne Bridge. Um, just there've been, I've pissed off some men. Like, it's funny. It's like, you're, I'm like not trying to be in a race, but I think like many bikers see a woman with a child on the back and they're like, ah, and they're like trying to race me. And then it's like, no. okay. And I like all, I often apologize when I'm passing them. I'm like, I'm sorry. I have an electric motor. Like I'm like making it like making them feel better for having me pass them. But yeah, there's definitely gender dynamics out there for bikers, whether or not you're on an e-bike or not. Um, But I do feel like there is, I feel safer on my e-bike than I did when it wasn't an e-bike because I can ride more at the speed of traffic. So I just feel like I'm able to react faster. And I mean, sometimes that can be more dangerous, right? Like if you're Mm -hmm if people aren't estimating how fast you're going and they think they can like get through before the bike gets through, that can be more dangerous. But I think generally I feel safer being able to go faster.
0: And is there something about having the motor and the ability to like get out of bad situations, like as a woman, as, and I was also like a woman of color, like riding at night or in neighborhoods that you may or in just in situations. Yeah.
4: Yeah, definitely. Like I feel like I have an exit strategy and I can get out of a situation that I might not want to be in for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, and so in that regard too, like you probably do trips on that bike that you wouldn't do on your other bike.
4: Definitely. Yeah.
0: A lot of people I've talked to for this are, have become sort of like evangelistic, you know, around their bikes. Is this something where you're constantly trying to, you know, convince people to try it as well? Have you, have you had any success with that with your friends or anybody like in your peer group or work friends, anything like that?
4: Well, I work in transportation decarbonization policy. So yeah, it's kind of my job. But really like I do have, it actually gives me some credit when I'm talking to the purists that are like, everyone should bike. And I'm like, you know what? I do bike. (laughs) And it's really hard sometimes with kids, you know, like I understand why people can't do it because we live in a close in neighborhood. It's really well connected. We get to bike down Clinton. We get to go over the Hawthorne bridge. We get to go on the waterfront. Like we're kind of like in an ideal situation. I make my kids put on rain gear, like they're out there in all weather, but that's not, it's not what everyone is up for doing. And so I think it kind of gives me some like empathy for understanding that it is a great option for some people and it can be done, but Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily totally realistic for everyone.
0: From my view, I feel like there's this like, there's this bubbling sort of like, you know, movement of women in these, on these e-bikes. And I know you've been, you've been doing it for a long time, but there's been such a huge rate of adoption more recently, even like the spike is going way up. Like, I don't know. Do you feel that? Do you, is there a nod that's happening among women on these e-cargo bikes? That's just like, yeah, we got this, you know, <laughs> like,
4: yeah, like we go by each other and it's kind of like, oh yeah, you don't know, like right on sister, like keep, keep up, keep out there.
0: Okay. Uh, is there anything else like you want to share about your e-biking life and what it means to you and your family
4: um free parking dude just like bomber parking and it's predictable right like you know exactly how long it's going to take you to get there and it's the same every day and there's and it's usually faster than we have a neighbor who drives to school too and we get there faster and it's just like i don't know how people can handle traffic every day
0: Well, thanks, Ingrid. I appreciate your time.
4: Yeah, thanks. Good to talk to you, Jonathan.
0: And our last guest is Karin Power, a 38-year-old member of the Oregon State Legislature who represents the city of Milwaukee in the House of Representatives. She carries her two young children around uh, on the back of her turn GSD cargo bike that she just bought last fall. So if you could um, first tell me uh, what was your sort of cycling life like before you got your e-bike?
5: I love biking. It's one of my favorite things to do. But when we had our second kid, I realized I couldn't physically pull them both in a burley. I've got a five and a half year old who's really too big and a now 18 month old who is too small. So um, we've been thinking about transitioning to an e-bike of some sort something that would allow me to do a longer trip more frequently and that's how we landed on it this year
0: yeah i was gonna ask like how long did you wait before you got one like what was that process like did you were you dreaming about it for a while or was it relatively quick uh, impulse uh, purchase or what was that like
5: no we i had been pulling like we still we still went on bike rides and stuff only i pulled grady and we got a little bike attachment Uh, for a little kid to hook onto my bike so he could ride with me. Totally great. And we put Finn on the little uh, bike seat on the back of my wife's seat. But that wasn't going to work for actual commuting purposes. So we... Honestly, it was the ability to finance through Unitas Community Credit Union that allowed us to think about doing it sooner rather than later. And Finn had just gotten big enough that he could ride uh in a seat for longer periods of time. So um once we figured out how to finance it in a way that like my wife could get an e-bike to keep up with me. Plus we could finance the e-bike uh for the kids and the whole kit and everything.
0: Um so you're a two you're a two e-bike family then. Is that are, what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's 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 fun. Interesting. So and then what was the shopping process like? Are you did you do all this research or did you know where you were gonna go or or what was the uh, what was the actual shopping for the bike like for you?
5: Well, I posted on Facebook because I have some friends who also um, e-bike with their kids. A friend of ours lent us her super old uh, rad wagon,
4: so
5: mm, we got okay. tested out, and it was mostly to see if our son Grady liked it, and he loved it. I mean, he wouldn't? He gets to basically be carted around.
0: What, what What did he like about it? Do you remember something specifically that he? I mean, was it just the whoosh of the the speed, or what? What was the deal?
5: He loves to look at everything. He, I mean, we both mm. love the ability to talk and say hi to people. Uh, and he really just thought it was so much fun to be biked to his soccer practice in Selwood from our place in Milwaukee. Yeah. And so, so, it, so, so
0: you ended up getting a, a which one? I think it's a turn, right? But which model did you end up on?
5: We got the GSD.
0: When you when you finally got that and got it all kitted out, which I think is one of the one of the fun things with the turns, all the different accessories you can put on, especially if you're if you're pulling kids around. Um, think I want you to think about think back about like the emotions of just being on that bike and like, what did it feel like to you as what, how did it feel to finally get on that bike and start pedaling?
5: I mean, I call it, it's my bike fan. Uh, I don't know. How much of a hype woman can I be for the turn GSD on this podcast?
0: <laughs> as much as you want. I mean, it's all about the hype, right? Cause we're hyping <laughs> something that's good.
5: It's just for us, it ended up being so perfect. It, uh, the turn GSD has add-ons for the back for the long tail that are fully weatherproofed uh, for rain, for super cold weather. I mean, I can bike in 25 degree weather with the boys in the back because they're windproof and waterproof and all they need is a warm coat and we grab a little blanket um, for their laps and they're nice and toasty back there. Um, I think the way I felt when I had both of them and like launched off from uh splendid cycles and biked home for the first time and i mean i hit turbo on the gsd and i might as well be like you don't have to break a sweat if you don't want to and yeah
0: so kind of on that note i'm curious if if having the e-bike and having the sort of uh, sense of knowing that there's a motor there like has it changed like how or has it changed where you ride or how or when you ride like has it opened up new riding possibilities that you don't think you'd be doing if you had your your other bike
5: Yes. I mean, I went grocery shopping with, without the kids with just the e-bike this weekend, which I wouldn't just wouldn't have had space in the Burley to stick that many bags in. Um, I have to go over to the community garden later today and I'll probably see if I can fit some of my garden tools in the back. Cause I'm pretty sure I don't need to drive over there.
0: So it feels like it's maybe like expanded kind of your, your realm of possibilities that you could do with a bike, which I think is really exciting. Cause then you get into the replacing of the car thing. Is that how, how it's been for you?
5: We try not to drive car. So, yeah, the e-bike, our plan was to use these e-bikes as car alternatives for the kids. But I have to say, like, it it has been so fun to listen to my boys uh, interact in the morning. They do Hmm. arrive to school calmer. It is a longer trip. But, you know, this morning it was freezing cold. Then when the sun came up, it got really misty and foggy, but just along the ground layer. So we were along the spring water this morning. You couldn't see very far ahead of you so it's kind of fun with other bike lights coming at you we couldn't see very far right you could see some bike lights coming up but it was just beautiful you could see up but not the ground level because of the fog and those are kind of things that you'd miss if you were driving to school every morning
0: and they noticed that your kids noticed what they were out in that and did they reflect on that as they were going along so you really understood it
5: yeah, my five-year-old says he really he loves the quietness of the morning. He loves listening mm. to the birds and seeing people go by with their dogs. Um, it helps him start his day off better in a more calm state of mind. And I'm like, it's wise five-year-old words, but it's true. I mean, that's part of the reason why we bike.
0: I love it. I love it. So I want to talk a little bit about what having access to these bikes and using a bike with a motor. And so is there anything there for you as a woman that it it, it adds value? to have like the power of an e-bike underneath you
5: you know many of the moms i know are in charge of drop off and pickup and that is one of the major i think impediments practical impediments to living more of a car less life you know, if your kids have to get all over the place to practices to school with all their stuff most bikes don't have room for that kind of schlepping around Our daycare is right next to another daycare on the other side of the block and pickup basically all happens at the same time. And it is like minivan jam. Um, And so we can just roll right up and I'll have to park halfway down the block and then run up and worry about paying for daycare by the minute if I'm late. Nice. (laughs) I think there's also, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to use it in this way yet, but the ability to not show up sweaty and in a bunch of bike gear is also something that i was thinking about as an elected official you know women already get judged more based on their appearance and how they look and showing up disheveled or in a bunch of spandex is not going to give you a first impression where you're going to be seen in the same way
0: nice yeah. okay so sounds like you're definitely another another happy e-bike customer so i'm just curious if you've um, uh, you of all people understands, you know what lobbying is like. But have you convinced friends? Are you, are you, uh, you know, are you the person now in your that's, you know, always talking about your e-bike and maybe hoping other people get them or, or trying to convince others?
5: I am still serious about bringing forward the e-bike tax credit. Uh, I can still and I can't introduce legislation next year because I won't be there, but I can continue working on legislation and request legislation this fall. Mm-hmm. So Rep. Graver and I were talking about how to tag team on that one to make sure. You know, if she doesn't have bandwidth, I could help, um, do some of the pre-leg work for it and hand it off to her, for example. Uh, and yes, I I was just at a play date a couple of weeks ago with one of my older son's friends and they're thinking of picking up e-bikes as well. Um, I think what I mostly want to be the hype woman for is this is an all season option Mm. because it's really, it's one thing for me to get, you know, I can wear extra clothing. My son won't wear gloves, the 18 month old. You know, it's really hard to get kids layered up, especially when they're little, um, cause he doesn't like the feel of having gloves. And so, you know, if I were to be biking him in something that was not windproof or not weatherproof, I probably wouldn't. We'd probably drive in the morning.
0: Is there anything else that, about riding your e-bike that you want to share with folks?
5: We haven't had it through a summer yet. Mm. And we've been talking about what kind of picnics we can go on in different parts of the city and. And he just noticed, there's so much more you notice. I think that's, it's nice to slow down and really be present with your kids. And this gives us a real gift to do that.
0: You say a lot of your, you're saying a lot of your friends had these as well. So some of the people I've talked to, uh, to about this have like used the word movement. Like this is, a, this is a movement. This is like an e-bike. I mean, you could put the word women in there. This is like a women e-biking movement. Do you think that's too over the top?
5: No, I don't. I think it is, uh, gosh, I mean, it is cheaper than buying a car. You don't have any maintenance. I'm just charging it overnight. It's going to cost us a fraction of what it costs to maintain a second car. Um, You know, I don't know if we'll need a second car if I'm not a legislator who has to drive to Salem anymore. Women have so many things that we are supposed to be doing. You know, there's just so much on the to-do list constantly. Biking for me, and I think for many people I know who has always been a moment where you are literally not doing anything else in the world other than just being very present in your trip or in your commute, you get to see your community. I think, I think e-bikes are that perfect way to do most of what you need to do on a week by week basis. Sure. You're not going to probably e-bike a couple hundred miles to go visit somebody, but our, our e-bike aside from like picking up stuff that's too big to fix in it or to fit in it. Rather, I anticipate our e-bikes, especially when the weather gets nicer will save us from having to drive pretty much anywhere Mm. but this last two years has kind of opened up i think new opportunities to look at how e-bikes fit into your life so i and and for those of us who really deeply care about climate change this gives you a perfectly great alternative to buying another vehicle full stop
0: i love it great thanks so much for talking and uh we'll be in touch on that that legislation thanks a lot for for considering bringing that up
5: yeah absolutely it was really nice to talk with you
0: and that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much to Leslie Carlson, Emily Barrett, Tina Ricks, Ingrid Fish, and Representative Karin Power. Be sure to check our show notes for links and resources mentioned in this episode. The Bike Portland Podcast is a production of Pedaltown Media Incorporated and is made possible by listeners just like you. If you're not a subscriber yet, please become one today at bikeportland.org support. You can listen to more episodes and find out how to subscribe at bikeportland.org podcast. Our theme music is by Kevin Hartnell. And I'm your host, Jonathan Moss. Until next time, thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the streets.